To all the guys out there that might be going on their first date, you need to give Chad Haynes a call. He has invented a new technique that'll work on every first date. This new technology is called Hit Him With A Handshake. Welcome to episode two of One Vault, Two Tide Pods. I have special news for you tonight. I am joined by both Tide Pods tonight. You guys will love Jeff Money, but first off, Grayson, how are you doing tonight? Exhausted. <laughs> Exhausted. Exhausted. No, I mean, why is that? Woo! Um, kids, don't buy houses. <laughs> That's horrible advice. And <laughs> like I said, we are joined by the other Tide Pod. He stands about five foot ten, two hundred pounds. Well, we'll call it two hundred and five pounds, maybe six, if he uses an extra squeeze of gel. The Zach Galavanakis look alike, the man with the cash and the pedophile mustache. <laughs> Jeff making money. What's going on, guys? Doing well or not doing well. You might have a bad day, bad Wednesday, but in March, all is well because of March Madness. Who you got money on tonight, Jeff? Uh, nothing tonight, but uh, Magical Money's uh, March Madness lock tomorrow is Alabama minus, or plus one and a half <laughs> against A&M. You know, it's all or nothing. You, you, you lose, you go to the NIT, which I hope they decline. Uh, you win, you're pretty much in the field, even if it's in a playing game in Dayton. So take Alabama plus one and a half, take the points, even take the money line against A&M. <laughs> so is this coming from, like, biased Alabama fan or, like, smart money? Now, this is smart money. It's always about managing money in March Madness. So, I'm just going to go ahead and call it March Sadness. Yeah, that's that's probably what you need to call it if you're an Alabama fan because they've shown nothing on the basketball court to uh, to grant an NCAA bid, in, in my opinion. Only only problem with that is, uh, you know, they beat Tennessee by 28 points. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, the Tennessee, of course, was, uh, you know, co-SEC champions, but which I don't understand how, when uh, head-to-head should be number one, and that would leave uh, Bruce Pearl and his barbecue self as uh, winning the SEC. So, See, if you, go ahead and, if you go ahead and give Tennessee and Auburn co-champs, when Bruce has to vacate all those wins, you have a clear champion in Tennessee in the next five years. That's, that's, that's easily why they did it. That's true. I agree with that 100%. So Rick Barnes is on, is the only uh, good coach in the SEC nowadays. Um, Grayson doesn't like Avery Johnson at all. Well, that I'm a, I don't know if it's that extreme of a feeling, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's run down uh, today's episode. It will be a little different. We'll we'll try to dive into different stuff. Each episode for for our what twenty listeners for our first episode, I was kind of proud about that. I mean, we're starting from scratch. We gave Harbor Freight a shout out. They haven't said anything back, but we got. I think Grayson, maybe you got more Harbor Freight, or could it be a different business? We'll have to wait and see. But uh, I think a good I think a good lead here, Grayson, is the car story that had me so like I. I seriously, man, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I think, I think I called you like 
10 times in one day to get to get the update on the car story because it was so fascinating. It was quite the soap opera, honestly. <laughs> like, you seriously could have made a movie about this car story. Jeff, um, have you heard about the car? No, I haven't. I cannot wait to hear this story. All right. Well, so it was many stormy nights ago. Um, I am a few... Probably three or four nights away, days away from closing my first house, moving out to a rental. And I'm sadly watching Alabama slowly collapse in another heart-wrenching loss when someone starts beating on my door around 9 o'clock at night. Um, I peer through the blinds, and there's a car parked out front of my house with its hazard flashes going. And so I'm a little skeptical, and I kind of just walk back to my seat. And someone continues to pound on my door. I open it up, and there's this lady there. She basically explains how she knew she was running low on tire pressure, used some fix a flat, but then the tire blew right next to my my house. And they didn't want to just leave it there in the road and chance it getting towed or them having to pay any fines. So she asked me, sir, can we please use your driveway? All right, hold on, Grayson. At this moment, are you scared at all? Like, does this lady look like she could be packing? Does she look like she could take you in a fist fight? Like, what are you thinking? At this point, I kind of like lowered my guards a little bit. I wasn't too concerned. I even asked if I, I can assist them with moving the vehicle of the road to which she said no and declined and basically said, we have a friend on their way to pick us up. We'll be right back for it. I'm like, sweet. This will be a no, like, I mean, no time at all. And so they literally disappeared within the matter of like five minutes. I never saw who picked <laughs> them up. They were just poof, gone. Fast forward. All right. And hold on. Let's set the scene, though. This isn't like a decent part of town, too. I mean, Fountain City is, if, if they're not familiar with Knoxville, Tennessee, Fountain City is actually a really decent community. Right. So, really nothing to worry about, right? And so, yeah. And, I don't even get a good look at the car. I just let them do their business. It's dark. It's late. I go to bed that night, wake up the next morning, car's still there. And <laughs> it is the hoopty to end all hoopties. Um, it had one flat tire. It only had one original wheel on it. The rest were all spares. A chunk of the right rear bumper was missing and ripped off, as was the crushed front right bumper with missing headlights. Red tape over the other tail lights to make it look like they're functioning. A taped up side window. At this point, I'm like, this car has either been used to commit some felony of some type. There's a dead body in it. There's drugs. I don't know. Next day passes by. The car is still there. I now have an abandoned car sitting in my driveway, and I'm maybe two days away from moving out. Um, <laughs> I tried to give it more time. I'm a little concerned at this point. I don't want the police to drive by and think I've been like, <laughs> like you committed, like you committed a crime. Yeah, like I've aided and abetted within the like some like Grand Theft Auto <laughs> something like that, and they're going to come crashing through my windows at any point, thinking I'm the suspect they've been looking for. <laughs> and so, last weekend, I finally called the police. I'm like, hey, I've got the most suspicious vehicle you'll ever see sitting in my front my front driveway and i think it had been there for like three days almost at this point a police officer comes by to check the um license plate on it to which he's like well it's not registered or listed as stolen at this point that doesn't mean it won't be in the near future 
He's like, it's basically your call on whether you want it towed or not. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give him a little more time. And he gave me the name of the individual it belonged to. I looked them up on Facebook, send them a message saying, hey, I'm the one you spoke to. Your car's still here. I'm about to move. I'd really appreciate if you come pick it up. Kid you <laughs> not, an hour later, that people show up at my front door. The yeah, which, comes, which, which, hold on, which had me thinking, were they like, are they down the road, like spying on you every second of the day? Like they, they saw the cop come and they're like, all right, so we actually really need to take action here because maybe this guy knows who the, the real owner of the vehicle is. And he's going to find out that this is not, you know, who, who we said we are. That, that really, that's what I thought. I thought they were just spying on you the whole time. Like, this is just a good hideout. No one's going to check a Fountain City house. There was at one point at night, I'd go by with like the light on my phone and try to peer through the windows. Totally scared I was going to see something I didn't want to see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she shows up at my door literally an hour after I called for the police to come by and run the tags. And after viewing the Facebook profile of the supposed actual owner of this car, the lady pops back up at my door, I open it, and this the lady that shows up clearly looks about 10 years older than the person depicted in the Facebook profile. So I'm like, I'm not sure that's actually her. So <laughs> they're, um, they've got like a whole NASCAR pit crew out in the front, like jacking this thing up, taking the wheel off of it. And I'll, she's like, thank you so much for holding this for us. I'm like, oh, no, you're welcome. As I actually had to call the police because I was trying to find some way to get up with you. And I looked you up on Facebook and to which she gets this like really like deer in the headlights look on her face. Like and, she's scared. Yeah. And she's like, well, what do you say? And I was like, I said it belonged to a name I will not disclose. And she kind of keeps like the, she doesn't get the look of, yeah, that's me. She's just like keeps staring at me. And I'm just <laughs> like, I'm still staring at her. And I just give this like real uncomfortable smile and shake my head and give a thumbs up like we're all right. <laughs> so so every normal person in this situation says, Yeah, that's me. That, that's she, my name. He just kept staring at me like, uh, no, that's not really me. What do I do? <laughs> so, anyways, I just slowly backtrack and recede back into the comfort of my house, shut the door. I'm like, okay, my hands are about to be clean to this. They're taking the tire off. We're good. Ten minutes pass by, they all hop on a truck and drive off. When you say when you say hop, out of nowhere they they just take off sprinting to the truck. No, they and drive I mean the truck had been sitting out front, but they all just throw the bad tire in the back, hop in the truck and just drive off. The car's still on the jack. (laughs) No ex no explanation. You would think almost three days later they would come with like all things needed, but they just took the tire and left. And now it's just sitting there with one less tire on it. And I was like, please, I'm trying to move. My landlord's going to kill me for this, which she did. My landlord did call me later. She's like, Grace, I kind of need to know about this car out in your driveway. <laughs> so I had to share this whole story. But luckily, about 30 minutes later, they show back up. They put a new tire on it, and they take it. But just to keep things going, as the truck's driving off, it stops, turns back around, pulls back to my driveway at this point i'm just like please just i don't want anything to do with this anymore (laughs) 
and then an old woman shows up from inside the truck. I had not seen her any course of this like three day span of events. And she's just like, Thank you so much for allowing us. I was like, No problem, ma'am. And they were so, finally off. And so, so at this we're so, good. So this car has sat in your driveway for three days. One, it was jacked up with no tire. And then at like five different people have showed up to to, to fix this tire, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all sketch. Any of the Hendrix Motorsports out there, if you're listening, I got some workers for you. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they're horrible at changing tire. Yeah. It won't, your car won't take off from the pit stop right away, but it'll leave eventually. <laughs> three days later. Yeah, three days later. Man, dude, I, I know that didn't end as like, as funny as like someone, you know, committing a crime. I don't know if committing a crime is funny. Okay. I don't want to say that, but the story could end up a whole lot, I guess, more funny, but the suspense during, like, as this was happening, like, I, oh, I yes. remember the phone call you called me and was like, dude, I'm really worried about this car in my driveway. <laughs> and, man, I lost my breath. I was laughing so hard. It, it was it was quite funny. I slept with a pistol for the first night in my car. <laughs> <laughs> with your finger on the trigger? Uh, no. Mm, I, I'm glad mm, I didn't Billy. Go ring the doorbell. <laughs> you, you would have been okay. You're Alabama. I mean, you guys... We we shoot each other for losing the Iron Bowl. Don't mess with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's really no good segue to this, and I'm not I'm not saying this to be insensitive. That's not why I'm bringing this up at all. I just have a question of what it would take you guys to do something like this. So Fox News the other day put out an article rugby player who swallowed a garden slug as a dare fights the government over health bills. Have you heard about this? I have not. Yes, I have. Okay. So in 2010 at a friend's party, this 19 year old rugby player, I won't say his name, swallowed a garden slug as a dare. A group of friends were sitting around drinking red wine and when a slug appeared and one of them said, I dare you to eat it. So what, yeah, yeah. So what does every 19 year old do? They just pick it up and throw it in their mouth and they eat a slug, right? I never so, did that at 19. Sorry. No, I don't think, <laughs> but I'm, I'm different. The thing is, man, I don't think I've ever like ate anything on a dare. I have. That's why I'm, you know, 220, 225. <laughs> money. What is the craziest thing? You Every meal is a dare for money. <laughs> I, I, had to eat three, I had to eat three heads of lettuce in one minute. Three heads of lettuce. Yeah. Needless to say, I was in the bathroom the next day for about five hours. So. They couldn't have dared you to eat something better than lettuce? Like, I'm almost taking a slug at this point. Well, I mean, I won't dive into what I've, you know, had before. I just wanted to bring up the lettuce to keep this G-rated, so. Listen, I've seen this dude, Grayson, no joke, when we worked together. He would just get a pack of saltine crackers and pour hot sauce on them, and that would be <laughs> his lunch. Oh, as a child, left to my own devices at home, parents are out, I, there's nothing to eat. I would make, like, ketchup sandwiches out of sliced bread and just douse it with ketchup and eat it by itself. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
That is disgusting, dude. And other times we'd have like the leftover ketchup packets from like a McDonald's and I would just drink those. Oh my gosh. Dude, every Alabama fan. That's what's wrong with you guys. Seriously. You're so racist. <laughs> Cause Alabama, I hate Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um though. So I'm not gonna get it it, it it is actually a very sad story. Um Come to find out, slugs carry some uh, infection called rat lug worm disease. Um, it's found in rodents, and snails get it, or slugs get it, because they eat the faces off of rats, oh which, carry, which carry these horrible diseases. So this kid ate it. He's paralyzed now from, I, I'm assuming, I mean... He has seizures and it messes like he, he, he messes with his motor skills. It's a, it's a really awful story. So if you take anything from it, it's not to eat like a slug as a dare or anything as a dare. But my question is, though, is there an amount of money that you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll eat that slug as a dare? Like, is it as little as a hundred dollars? Um, when you say amount of money, at first, my answer to this will be absolutely never under any circumstances. But is there a limit to the money I could take for this? Okay, so let's not say a million dollars, because I, I think everyone for a million dollars would probably eat a slug, right? Right. Well, may, maybe. A thousand dollars? Never. Never, money? ever. It depends on that A&M Bama game tomorrow. <laughs> okay. You might go into self-induced. Okay. Okay. Let's paralyzing. Let's take money out of the equation, okay? Let's say No, that... but money's a part of this podcast. We can't take <laughs> Okay, no, let's not take Jeff money. All right, let's uh let's say that Bama is guaranteed to win a national title in the next 3 of the 5 years and all you have to do is eat a slug. And basketball. Are we talking, are we talking basketball? Football. Or gymnastics. Uh, we'll win, I don't. We'll win one. We'll probably win two out of the next five years. So I don't really want to eat anything for that. <laughs> Man, I don't know the way George is out recruiting you guys. Oh boy. Uh-huh. Uh, have you checked those ratings? For the chance, like what this guy's going through of loss of mobility, I don't think anything's worth it. Under no, not at all. For any amount of money or just anything? Mm. Hmm. And it like physical, like possession wise? No, I don't think so. If they were to cure cancer for all people for all of eternity, I would take that chance. But look that's about you. it. Look at you. Are you trying to, you just trying to gain fans, Grayson, with that? <laughs> I'm just thinking. <laughs> All right, no, I will say it, it, it does state in the article, while most people never develop any symptoms, this is very rare that it can cause the infection of the brain. Oh, so, what's, what's worse is you have those dang um, brain-eating amoebas that have been found in some like the warm bodies of like lakes here in the U.S., and it gets in through your ear, and then it's basically a death sentence at that point. Kids live in a bubble. <laughs> yeah. do nothing and and if you 
Does Alabama even have lakes? I mean, do you guys know? Not a single one. No. (laughs) Lake Uvala. Y'all know what a boat is? Never heard of her. (laughs) Uh, Um. Well, okay. So, so no now. So, all right, money. Let's put it this way. You think Bama's going to win two out of the next five? Let's say that they're guaranteed to to lose. They're guaranteed to never win a national title again, unless you beat a slug. Are you eating it? No doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even thinking twice about nope. it. No, <laughs> if you if you can guarantee Alabama basketball final four, just the final four, I'll eat it. Oh my god. Grayson, does that change things for you? You played. You played in Alabama's band. Like you were the robot at the Alabama basketball games. If how, okay, how am I, I going to do those crazy dance moves if I'm paralyzed? <laughs> okay, let's 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 bring up the stakes a little bit. Then let's say the Alabama goes zero and twelve in football for the rest of forever unless you eat one i'd eat grayson's forum so <laughs> thanks jeff <laughs> okay this is just bringing up a lot of questions grayson, okay I need, you to talk. I need you to answer before we move on grayson that's an oh i'm sorry bama nation but i can't do it <laughs> So Grayson will let you go 0-12 for the rest of eternity. We would still be the all-time winning this program. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, one last question, and, and we'll let it die. Money. All right, here, here's the deal. Every, let's say every August before football season starts, they say, hey, you can eat as many slugs as every slug that you eat equals a Bama win. How many do you eat every August? Oh my gosh! Oh, easy. I mean, I eat fifteen or sixteen, <laughs> depends on how many we need. If that guarantees a win, no doubt about it. <laughs> so stupid, dude! You cannot put hot sauce on it. Uh, I eat them plain. I eat them plain. Nick, <laughs> Nick Saban, if you're listening, just give me a call if you need anything. <laughs> God. Okay, Grayson. There you go. No, no more slug talk. But I mean. I just thought it was interesting at 19 years old, you, you kind of do anything that you want and then you, you never see the, the negative side of things. And it's sad. It really is. But speaking of sluggers, how about Alabama baseball currently? Little oh, shout out, a little three nothing win tonight over their 18th ranked Southern Miss roll tide. Woo. Yeah. I don't even know. I can't even. I think know. actually, and then uh, Tennessee got beat 21 to two by JMU. So, I mean. Uh, go big orange. JMU is that what you said? Yep, yep. Twenty-one to two. Aren't they rated first in the nation? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so it's not that bad of a loss then. No, no, no. Well, yeah, if you <laughs> like losing. Three touchdowns to a safety. You know, it's 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 good in baseball. That's a good score. Hey Grayson, do you like losing to Auburn? I do not. Oh well, that happens. So I don't get it. All right, next question. Next question. (laughs) Okay, Um, money. You actually sent this to me, and I thought it was. This is on more of a serious note. So, Tubby Smith is the coach at Memphis University for uh, basketball. 
and you sent me that he might be getting replaced by Penny Hardaway, correct? Correct. And Penny is wanting to bring Larry Brown along with him. Is that right? That's correct. All right, here's my here's here's what I here's what I'm struggling with. All right, Tubby is a proven winner in the college basketball ranks. Penny is just AAU. I know it's just Memphis, but is this a smart move for for the Tigers? Uh, I'd say in today's uh, today's time, you got to get a coach that can bring in recruits or an armored truck full of cash. Um, so. I mean, Penny Hardaway going to Memphis, I think, would help. Uh, as Jonathan Cox, the best assistant basketball coach here in town, always said, if you're going to win the state title here in Tennessee, you got to go through Memphis. Uh, so Memphis East is actually in uh, the same side of the bracket as Bearden High School here in town, and that's Penny Hardaway's team. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, Penny would, would go to Memphis where he played. Uh, I'm not saying he'd be better than Tubby Smith, but I think he'd get better recruits in as Tubby Smith. So – is Penny only relevant right now because he coaches AAU? Like, I, I would imagine there's not many 17-year-olds that know Penny Hardaway. That I, I agree with that. Grayson, I mean, we know Penny, but we know sports, you know? Like, there's a lot of 17-year-olds that are playing football that don't even really know who Philip Former was. I would say um... – Retro shoes had possibly kept his name relevant. Yeah, I mean, so here's here's Tubby. The last two years at Memphis, he went nineteen and thirteen, nine and nine in the in the American Athletic Conference in his first year, and then this year they're nineteen and twelve, ten and eight in the athletic American Athletic Conference. Um, at Texas Tech, his best. Season was 19 and 13. And then you see what they're doing this year. So I I don't know. I would hate to say that Tubby's done. Like he's finished in college basketball. Like he, he's a really good coach. He coached some really good players too. Uh, Rajon Rondo comes to mind. Jody Meeks. Um, Tayshawn Prince, I believe, played for Tubby. I don't know. I don't know if I if I could just I mean Memphis is still a pretty good basketball school too. I I don't know if I could just turn it over to Penny, but hey, I, I mean maybe that's what that's what they need. I don't know. Or they could get a Avery Johnson effect, all flash, no substance at this point. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, but to that point though, like would Memphis not be better with Anthony Grant? Uh, no, because Anthony Grant, uh, they cannot score the basketball. So <laughs> I thought, you, you I thought he all, was, you could put all, every all SEC first team, uh, player on an Anthony Grant team and they'd average 44 points a game. So <laughs> yeah, no offense, I, Anthony Grant, great guy and everything, but no, that man also has pillows for hand hands. I kid you not some of the softest hands I've ever shook in my life. <laughs> Maybe he's just, like, super strong and he doesn't want to hurt you when he shakes your hand. No, it's like he bathes in, um, like, Baby moisturizer. Oil. Yeah. <laughs> Kid, I sat at the airport when we came back from that, like, heart-wrenching loss to Wichita State in, like, the NIT finals years ago. And 
shook his hand as he went back to his SUV in the parking lot. And I just couldn't get over how soft those hands were. But other than that, I have seen um, quite a bit of frustrating from Dayton fans toward him recently as well. What do they have to be upset about? It's Dayton. They made one run. (laughs) Well, I mean, some people want their programs to do well. Okay, but our expectations set too high. For who? Dayton. I mean, I, mean, I guess you can't really say Memphis. But here's the thing, though. When Memphis was really good, who was the coach there? Cal Perry. Yeah. So, and, it, and he had World Wide West in his back pocket. <laughs> 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 well, it, I mean, you're comparing – so Tubby's being compared to – John Calipari right now, and I don't think Calipari is the best coach ever, but the man's won everywhere he's went, despite if he cheated or not. So, I mean, that's like comparing someone to Nick Saban when he moves on. Like it's Or, heck, this is a great example. Like comparing Holly Warlick to Pat Summit. You're just not going to do it. She can't live up to that. No. I actually had a um, an SEC fan mention to me the other day when I was talking about displeasure with Avery and the collapses here several seasons in a row that Bama fans are trying to expect other sports programs within Bama to be like football, but you're not going to have that. So I want to do a quick reminder of where Bama actually stands historically in basketball in the SEC. Cause I think that gets lost in modern days. I don't think it's outside the realms of expectations for Bama fans to expect better post season performances from the BAM athletic program. Would you Would agree? You, do you do you have that on on hand, Grayson? What are we not like third winningness within the program? And at one point, I know bringing in Arkansas threw that off once they joined the SEC. But then, if you look at actual program win, uh, SEC wins, I do believe we're either two or three within the conference. Yeah, but. Can at this point, at at this day and age, cannot can every SEC school not really claim to want to be better though? Like Auburn, they used to be good. Tennessee, Florida, I'm I'm just going down the list. Arkansas, Kentucky is Kentucky. Um, LSU used to be good. Alabama used to be good. Georgia should be really good, and and then you have Vanderbilt. So I mean, there's I mean. Alabama fans can be upset, I guess, for being eight and ten in the conference and not having any postseason success here recently. But I don't think it's. I think the SEC is a whole lot better than people think. Correct. I agree. And and to win in this league, I mean, if you look, I mean, really, Bama's only five games back. And, and that's that great five game uh, losing streak. <laughs> to end the season, that was horrible. <laughs> but I mean, they're only two games back from you know getting the getting the fifth seed. So I don't think they're that far off, man. I and we looked at last episode. We looked at Bama's recruiting, and they have a decent class coming in, and they're only losing Colin Sexton. So maybe the postseason's coming next next year. But if you, <laughs> if, you if they beat Texas A and M tomorrow, they're in the tournament. That is correct. 
Once Hopefully. again, Alabama plus 1.5 for all the money you have. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God. So, money, you're comfortable with putting your mortgage on the line that Bama's going to win? Yes. You're crazy. There ain't no way. There is a way. There is a way. There's always a way. Well, they just got beat. Yes, they got beat by two points and, and uh, beat the crap out of them at home. Neutral court, always take Alabama. <laughs> so, Bama wins the SEC. They got a shot, yeah. Grayson? Um, I think the spirit is broken and the team chemistry is not existent at this point. I'm not too, I can't be as optimistic. <laughs> well, what I time think they... there's some like something toxic within the locker room atmosphere at this point too. Is his name Colin Sexton? No, I actually don't. And I've kind of been critical toward him, but I actually think he's now putting forth more effort than most others on the team. And you see what he's fought through with – he had that busted chin against Kentucky. He's played with the abdominal injuries. I mean, several others to name as well. And it appears that he continues to still at least be a leader on the team and supporter from the bench as well. Well, I guess what time they play tomorrow, 1 o'clock? Yes. I guess we will see what happens then. Joe Lenardi has them as the last four in, correct? He just changed it to the last or last four out. Oh, oh, so they definitely have to win. Oh they, yeah, for sure. Yeah, or they're done. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, no. Yeah, they're the last. They're the first four out. First yeah. four out. Yeah, they're the first team on that list too. So, so. Last four in, you're looking at Texas, USC, UCLA, and Louisville. Louisville got a big win today. That really hurt your guys' chances. A big shout-out to Virginia Tech also on blowing that lead against Notre Dame. Thanks a lot, Hope. <laughs> All right. Um, so, again, money, you're just coming up with topics for this pod. I appreciate it. He sent me a picture last night that had did – the, did the Bachelor end last night? Is that what – or was it starting? It ended last night. Yeah, I don't have cable, so I don't. I don't. Also, I don't have a girlfriend like you, money, so I don't have to watch all that that crap. I mean, I just look at it because of the women on there. But yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> Jeff! I think there's more proficient ways to look at women than just watching the bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> it's called yeah. How how old are hey. you, dude? They don't have magazines anymore. You just get online, and type in a. Okay, we're friends. not promoting this lifestyle of the pot at this point. <laughs> Moving on to the topic at hand. <laughs> I was just helping Jeff out. No kidding. We can do that off the pod. <laughs> okay. I'm 36 with back problems, so <laughs> young women, he's got he's got money. You could be considered a gold digger. He oh, lives boy. in a gated community. <laughs> Okay, so back. Okay, so he sent me a picture of The Bachelor, and it had Joey Freshwater, aka Lane Kiffin, right beside it, which got me thinking: Is Lane Kiffin the best coach? And we'll keep it for right now. We'll keep it college football coach that would that could be on The Bachelor. Um, I think Kiffin would just about hands down be your top but a close contender, Cliff Kingsbury. I agree with that. On the, on the, top, five, on the top five list, you got uh, P.J. Fleck at Minnesota. Uh, you got Todd Herman at Houston. 
uh, Cliff Kingsbury at Texas Tech. And number two, I have Lane Kiffin. Uh, but number one, you always, you know, the bachelor is all about a process. You know, it's a process of eliminating all these. But I don't know where this is going. So <laughs> the process is all about finding the winner you want to marry, you know, finding that national title. So without, you know, you have to have Nick Saban as the number one bachelor. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Nick Saban's too old, man. Hey, well, women don't really care about age. As long well, as tell that to Hugh Hefner. <laughs> <laughs> What okay, about, here's my dark horse though. Lincoln Rally. Completely out there. But the man's got the weirdness and quirkiness about him that just might win the ladies over. Mike Leach. Mike Leach. Leach. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> would they would they be able to understand his wisdom though? He would just use his little voodoo magic that he practices and talk about pirates. I mean, boom, they're hooked, you know? Dude. Well, if, if this show was sponsored, I mean, he's not a college coach anymore. He once was. But if this was, uh, you know, if alcohol usually helps out these shows, uh, you'd have to go with Steve Sarkeesian. <laughs> oh. Hey, he, he, <laughs> he helped y'all win that national title, didn't he? No, yeah, he, he laid an egg. He, uh, you know, he just laid an egg, so. Oh, Steve. Okay, so outside of – so who who's the top in the NFL? Hmm. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan and uh, probably the Rams coach. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. That one guy. That one guy. <laughs> that one guy. What about Andy Reid? Nah, he chose you. No, it was a joke. Okay, it was. Sean oh, but Drake. going off of that. Back to the college ranks, who would be the worst contenders for The Bachelor? He just got fired, though, so he I guess he's not technically – okay, the hands-down worst contender, if we're going to go just – we can go back to college football, but Kevin, Kevin Stallings would be horrible. Yeah, he has the personality of a rock, so yeah, I agree. <laughs> I had kind of thought of this the other day. But Charlie Weiss comes to mind. But then it just hit me like hands down, like this guy would say no chance, especially with recent clouds he's brought over the program. But Art Bryles. Oh, they yeah, he would be the first off for sure. Correct. Um, I'm trying I'm trying to think if we go down the list of SEC. SEC coaches, um, yeah, Hugh Freeze would be another horrible one. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. He could be pretty good, right? I don't know. Um, it depends on the clientele that he has to pick from. Some call that, that service show, girls. That show sure. would not air, it wouldn't air on ABC. It would have to be on Showtime. <laughs> uh, how would Steve Spurrier do? If women like visors, I mean – there you go. Or like Bobby Knight. This would – we need to come up with like a top ten of like the uh, – it, it could be from any sports. Like Bobby Knight would make the top ten, right? Like top ten worst or best? Just to be on the show if we were creating the show. Oh, for oh, sure. He'd be on there, no easily. doubt. Easily. I've never felt more fear than when I was in my um little shuffle bot head. 
and he was actually doing some of the commentary for the Bas- Bama basketball game that night. I went pregame over to him. He had a bag of peanut M&Ms, and he was just scooping and scoring those bad boys into his mouth. And <laughs> I, I walk over in this gigantic monstrosity of a box, gold-painted box with flashing safety lights for eyes. I was like, Coach, can I please get a picture? And he looked like I, he has never been more inconvenienced by anyone in his entire <laughs> life. And, he's, and he just goes, ugh. I guess that was him granting me permission to approach. I don't know. I did anyways. I got the photos quick as I can, and I let up. They were like those like peanut, like the little thin skins around them. The shavings were all over his desk where he'd just been throwing them down, and I just got out with with my life still intact. No no chairs were thrown. Wasn't choked. Nothing. Was good. I was about to say, did he try to punt? <laughs> so, so did he even smile in this picture? Not a bit. I think his face would have cracked like like porcelain if he had a. Did he still have? Did he still have uh, peanut uh, peanut M Ms in his mouth? No, not at the time. <laughs> oh gosh, that is a great story. We have to hear more robot stories sometime. But I've got them. <laughs> So, so we'll we'll kind of wrap this up because it has been forty minutes. I wanted to. So again, we're always going to leave you with like a, a certain stat that you can take back. You can take it to the water cooler when you're hanging out. You can bring it up to your boss. He'll think you're very smart. I think last week Harbor Freight had um, <laughs> a jack. Is that what it was, Grayson? It was. I think it was a three-ton jack. Yes, three-three ton, three ton jack and for sixty-nine ninety-nine. Regularly seventy-nine ninety-nine. Do you believe? Yes. I think I thought it was ninety-nine ninety-nine, and 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 it was on sale for seventy-nine ninety-nine. Tomatoes, tomatoes. It was still a great deal. And a shout out to Harbor Freight for not uh, tweeting us back after we gave them uh, a ton of props. But so we'll leave you with that. But before we get to that. One last question. Today was National Cereal Day. I don't know if you guys know that. Can you give me the top three cereals of all time? Mmm. Mmm. Um, Captain Crunch, Cinnamon Toast, and Wheaties. Wheat? That is simple. I love Wheaties, man. And the and I- iconic box, too. You can't beat it. When I go cereal, I'm going like straight up kid cereal. So like you can pretend I'm three years old, just snacking on some cereal. So I'm going like Lucky Charms. Oh, that is yeah, that's a good one. Mm. Um, oh, goodness, this is so tough. Like when you're put on the spot, you get, there's so many cereals out there. I think Captain Crunch is underrated, man. I oh, love it, but it's also bit. one of those cereals that, like, you'll have a thousand upper roof of your mouth lacerations by the end of it, <laughs> but it's totally worth it. <laughs> Dude, that's not that's not a lie. I think, nope. I think number three is going to go for me, Fruity Pebbles. Mmm, and do the counterpart let, of Cocoa Pebbles as well. Do you let the Fruity Pebbles get soggy before you eat them? I eat so fast they don't get. <laughs> they don't reach the bowl. <laughs> Do you even use milk? 
Depends. Hot sauce? It depends on what cereal. All right, so top three money. Uh, we're going fr- uh, Frosted Flakes, Golden Grams, Interesting. and Tricks. <laughs> that is the worst top three. <laughs> you hey, leave you money alone. Hey, if you mix all three of those together, it's amazing. Dude, I was a total fat kid back in the day. I'd get like the big mixing bowl and just mix all the cereals in the in the pantry into it and just go to town. <laughs> kind of like Will Ferrell on Elf when he's just making his uh, breakfast. Yes. Yes. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I will lead this off. Um, money, you can go. You can go next, and then we'll leave Grayson third. Just leave the listeners with a, a stat of the day. I did research on this because Tennessee, I feel, has a legit shot at winning the SEC championship this year. So I went back and I looked up the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, the SEC, and the Pac-12 on conference winners and how they fared in the big dance. So the past five years in each of the Power Five conferences, out of the 25 teams, there has been eight Sweet Sixteens, seven Elite Eights, two Final Fours, two Runner-Ups, and zero National Champions. So the actual last team to win a national title Winning their conference championship was the 2011 Yukon Huskies. So Tennessee lose at some point and do not win the championship. What you got for us, Jay Money? Well, I don't really have a stat. Uh, I'll have that on the next podcast, but I just want to reaffirm everyone. If you have a dime, if you have a dollar, hundred dollars, thousand dollars, Whatever you have in your bank account. If you're married, you have shared accounts, even dip into that account. <laughs> Alabama, <laughs> Alabama plus 1.5 tomorrow for all you have. All right. And like I said, if you do take your wife's or maybe your husband's money and they lose, don't call me. Thank you. <laughs> so bet, your, bet everything you have on Alabama. Yes. Grayson? Well, I was crunching some numbers, and I thought this one was really interesting because I think that if any SEC program is looking to be successful here in this postseason, it would be best for them to avoid this one. Um, If eaten in one meal, 30 to 90 grams of polar bear liver liver, is enough to kill a human being. So (laughs) if you want to be successful this postseason, don't do that, SEC basketball teams. It's not going to work out well for you. Can you repeat that for me real quick? If eaten in one meal, 30 to 90 grams of polar bear liver is enough to kill a human being. Well, if that guarantees Alabama going to the Final Four, <laughs> bring it on over. I'll sacrifice myself. With a side of slugs. With a side of slugs. <laughs> there you go. The next meal for everyone listening should be polar bear liver with a side of slugs. Y'all have a good one. Thanks. You too. 